Good morning, everyone. Today is an awesome day. I'm loving it already. Are y'all having a good day so far? Yes, it's great. Uh, today's a really special day, a special morning. This morning, we're celebrating all that God has done uh, in the youth and the adults in our summer summer trips. Um, we've had uh, three big events, week-long events this summer. Um, one was we went to Jamaica to work with the Caribbean Christian Center for the Deaf. So if you went to that if you served on that project, would you please now stand up just so we can see who it was that went on that? One thing I want to point out on that, y'all keep standing, is the diversity in this group. I love it, the diversity. We had such a great time, and this, this just proves you don't have to compartmentalize ministries within the church. We had a great opportunity to serve together. Y'all can be seated. Next, uh, after that, we went to Charleston on a mission trip down there. So if you served at Charleston this summer, would you stand up? All right, and we got some in the balcony, a couple in the balcony as well, too. Um, we had a great time serving there. You're going to hear from them. Y'all may be seated. And last but not least, uh, for those of you who went to TVR summer camp this, this summer, would y'all stand up? We had a lot, and you might see a few repeats as well. Okay, y'all can sit down. So without further ado, I, I want to let y'all hear from these folks. They, we've had seven speakers that want to share with you what God did through them, in them, or for them uh, this summer. And, and may I just say uh, it was the summer of God glorification because we saw a lot of, uh, more than we could share with you guys today, a, a lot of God's action in us, through us, or for us. Um, he was working through us. Um, hopefully soon we'll have on our website some videos that some of the youth made and that also some of the organizations made so you can actually see what it was like we don't have time to show all those great videos today, but uh, check out our website, wakechapelchurch.org, so you can see those. Probably within the next week or so, we'll have those posted up. But without further ado, let me introduce our first speaker, uh, Colby. Colby Daniel, please come up. My name is Colby Daniel, like he said, and I'm a rising freshman at Fuquay Verena High School, and I had the privilege of going to TVR on Charleston to serve with Infuge. In Charleston, I had the opportunity to spread Jesus' love to adults with special needs at the Coastal Center. We played basketball and made crafts, and my favorite part was doing water therapy. Water therapy was whenever we were partnered, like the students who for, were served with Fuge were partnered with an adult at the Coastal Center, and we held them and walked around the pool with them. I was able to make new friends and get closer with our youth group. Everyone who went on these trips and I can say that we couldn't have gone without the help of our church family. 12 participants went to Jamaica to serve with CCCD, 29 went to Charleston to serve with Infuge, and 43 went to TVR to learn and grow in their relationships with, with the Lord. Through donations from the Men and Women's Fellowship, two wallow monies, and the dinner slash auction in the fall, you donated over $10,000 to support us, plus an additional 2000 from personal sponsorships. Thank you for all the prayers and financial support. We really couldn't done it. We really could not have done it without you. Thank you for letting us share what God has done over these trips. Well, for those who know me, they know that this is not something I would normally do. But for those who don't know me, I'm Madison Holloman, and I'm going to be going into ninth grade in a few days. Thank you. Um, I. I actually had decided to speak the day before Seth needed our speeches, so I needed to let him know that I was going to speak and hurry up and write out and write out what I'm going to talk about. This summer, I went on my first mission trip to Charleston, South Carolina with Infuge, and two weeks later, I went to TVR. 
This year was my third time being at TVR. First, I'm going to be talking about Infuge. The track I was on was social ministry, along with Hannah Stout and Joy McCreary from our church. A rough description of the social ministry in my words would be going around and talking to people at the sites we visited. The first day we went to, to was Eagle Harbor, a boys' foster home. The second day we went to a rec center, and the last day to a nursing home. It honestly seemed like we didn't do that much work, but the day we went to the rec center was the day I seemed to interact with the people there the most. Now for some positives, the bus didn't break down. <laughs> Another positive was during church devotion. We got to share about what happened at our track sites that day. Church devotion took place after session each night. We got together as a church and an adult leader would lead a devotion. One thing that stood out to me during, was during a session. The theme of that night's session was that everyone struggles. In my notes, I wrote down the struggle, everyone struggles. <laughs> the struggle gets the best of everyone. The struggle won't last forever. Even though it may seem like it, it'll, even though it may seem like it will last forever, your struggle will eventually end one day, and God is right beside you the whole time, helping you along. And now, TVR. I decided to introduce it by telling you about the people in my cabin. Joy. She supposedly couldn't go to bed before I did, just because her fan had to go right where my suitcase was. Marissa. She was pretty much always tired. Oh, and happy too. Alex. She was always so calm and mature until session. Then she would get really excited and happy for session. Alexis, quoted, everyone get out your toothbrushes and tighten your retainers because it's dental hygiene time. <laughs> um, Alyssa, she taught us how to do duck calls. The bus didn't break down on the way to TVR, and the food there was still great, so I don't have anything to complain about for TVR. A few things stood out to me this year. The first one is that broken things are mended by God. Even though it's simple, it means a lot. It means a lot because I honestly still struggle with sexual immorality sometimes. What has really gotten me through it is the daily reminder of his grace. My daily reminder is my middle name, which is Grace. Another thing from, is from Quiet Time on Friday. Quiet Time is a morning Bible study we do individually. Um, they gave us a booklet with each day's study in it. In it said, Jesus commands us, those who have betrayed him, to let not our hearts be troubled. He commands, us, he commands us to believe that he is the line, the way, the truth, and the life. Today let's hand over all that we are to all that he is. The part where it's saying, those who have betrayed him, was talking about us, Christians. It was because of us that he was put on the cross. In the next part, he is the line, the way, the truth, and the life. Um, that was a reference to the theme, which was the line, which you can see on the gray shirts. Um, it was also a reference to the theme verse, John fourteen six. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes through the Father except through me. And the last part from the Quiet Time book, let's hand over all that we are to all that he is. That part was saying that we need to submit ourselves to him. But to me, what it was saying overall was not to worry about the small things. And the last thing that stood out to me was that God will lead us into the wilderness, a place where we can get tempted, but he will deliver us from evil. Hopefully I didn't go over my time of five minutes, but I might have. Feel free to come to me for any questions you have, but please remember these few things. Broken things are mended by God. God's love is the only love we really need. <laughs> Don't worry about the small things, and we are not alone in our struggles. God is there with you. Thank you. I didn't trip this year.
I really practiced that. I tried really hard, so I'm glad I got through it. Um, so good morning. My name is Alexis, and I'm a 10th grader. I started school on Thursday. I went to both Jamaica and TVR. Um, I'm going to talk about TVR today, but first, I'd just like to say how amazing Jamaica was um, and how thankful I am I was able to go. God is doing amazing work at CCCD, and I just had such a wonderful time serving the Lord and being in fellowship with the students, staff, and all the people who attended the trip. I had such an amazing time, and God did so much in my life and the lives around me, and I'm just so thankful for the experience. This year at TVR, God showed me a lot of amazing things through his word, and I'd like to read one of my favorite passages. This is Hebrews 6, 4 through 6. For it is impossible in the case of those who have been once been enlightened, who have tasted in the heavenly gift, and have shared in the Holy Spirit, and have tasted in the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the age to come, and then have fallen away to restore them again to repentance, since they are crucifying once again the Son of God to their own harm and holding him up to contempt. I love this passage because it just shows the amazing gift of God, and it talks about how we have been enlightened, tasted in the heavenly gift, shared in the Holy Spirit, and tasted in the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the age to come. God has not just forgiven us in Jesus, but he's given us just so much more and just so many amazing material and spiritual blessings. On Wednesday, we heard a sermon about worship, and we learned about how in the Old Testament, um, the Spirit of God was behind this veil in the temple, and once a year, a person would go through all these rituals and ceremonies to fully cleanse himself and be free from sin. And then this person, he would wear like a belt of bells, and he would tie a rope around his ankle, and it would, he would go behind the veil into the presence of God. And if he hadn't done this rituals correctly and the bells weren't ringing anymore, the people behind the veil knew that he had dropped dead in the presence of God because he was sinful and God can't be around sin. And that just really shows how powerful the presence of God is. But in Matthew 27, 50 through 51, it says, And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the, wall, and the rocks were split. And this just signifies how when Jesus died, the veil that separated our broken, unholy selves from God was torn, and we were connected with God. Okay, so what's my point? God has given us endless blessings, and we are forever in debt to him. We, why, we should be spending all of our time praising and giving thanks to God and dedicating our lives to him. And even that wouldn't be enough to show how much God has done for us. But time and time again, we fix our eyes on earthly things and worship false idols. And for the past year, I've really struggled with this. My freshman year of high school was just really rigorous and became convinced that getting an A in a class was more important than continually pursuing a relationship with God. God has just given us so much, and when God isn't our first priority, we can end up worshiping idols and our lives get thrown off track. And um, a verse that I found is just really speaks to this. It says, it's 2 Corinthians 4.18, and it says, as we look to the things that are seen, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And I've struggled with this and just, you know, not focusing on God and giving my whole life to God, but, you know, we really need to live like First, Second Corinthians 4.18 and fix our eyes on God and have that be our continual only pursuit. So I challenge, you know, myself and I challenge y'all today to just um, fix your eyes on the things that are unseen because those are the things that are eternal. Thanks. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Michaela Moore, and I'm going to be a sophomore this year, and I attend Wake Christian Academy. I had the privilege this year to go to both um, TVR and MPUGE. 
but I'm going to talk about the trip that most impacted me, and that trip was Charleston. Um, this was my second mission trip, and I was just so excited to be able to share um, the gospel to kids or adults that might have never heard it before. When we had gotten to the campus, they put us into different tracks, which meant um, you would go out to different ministry sites. The different tracks were beach evangelism, games and rec, social ministry, children's ministry, and special needs. I got put into the games and rec ministry. Whoa, it's kind of nervous up here. But... <laughs> Um, which meant that we would play organized sports with the kids in a local apartment complex. My um, leader had told us that it wasn't in a safe environment, and that kind of made me scared because I was like, whoa, is my safety going to be put into danger? But it wasn't about me. It was about the kids. Um, so I was very excited to go. When we had gotten there, instantly a bunch of kids had just run up to our van and just wanted to play basketball or football or Liz was with my group, and they just loved tearing mine and Liz's hair out. They just loved playing with it or putting it in braids. Um, just anything that would require our attention. The kids were just really happy and thankful that we were there. I'm going to sh share with you the most heartfelt experience that I had. It was with a little girl named Bonnie. She had been sitting in my lap, braiding my hair, and I took advantage of this. I asked her if she wanted to hear a story. She immediately was like, yes, she's seven years old, and she wants to have story time with me. Um, I asked her if she knew the name Jesus. She kind of was like, yeah, I've heard of him. So I asked, do you know the importance of him? She was quiet and kind of confused. And I was like, well, like, how do you know? And she was like, well, she took, he took my grandma and my father. She, Bonnie had been told that God was the reason the people she loved was taken away from her. my heart just dropped. I'd explained to this little girl that God was not an evil king. He was not an evil father. That God loved her, her father, and her grandma. I went deeper into the story of Jesus, as she would call it, and she became eager and wanted to know more. Preston was sitting to the right side of me. He's not here right now, but I bet he wish he was. Um, he was watching this all unfold with me and the little girl. Um, me and him had the opportunity to help Bonnie accept Jesus into her heart. Um, if you haven't noticed, well, if you've seen Preston's Instagram, for those of you young folks who have Instagram, there's a video <laughs> of um, <laughs> me, Preston, and me, Preston, and Bonnie just praying with her. And during the entire prayer, she just said, amen, amen. She was just loving the Lord. And that feeling of helping another child just really hit me that, um, letting her realize that God did love her and that he wasn't trying to get at her for something she did wrong. Um, it was really eye-opening to me that the kids in the lowest places, the kids that didn't have any like clothes, they came in the same clothes each day, some without shoes, some without a shirt even, um, they just had so much excitement and joy for life. And it also came to me that the parents didn't really care they did. We had an instance where these four kids were in the apartment stairwell and they were lighting off fireworks in the stairwell with no adults around. They, had, they got a hold of a lighter and fireworks, which only leaves my mind to imagine what else they could grab a hold of, and that just scares me. And I just pray for each one of those kids. Does memory think about how I'm living my life? Am I living my joy based off the materials I have, the circumstances I'm going through, or am I basing it off of the love of the Lord? Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for letting me share.
Um, hi, I'm Maggie Wilkins, and I'm, unlike most of these people, I uh, didn't go for just a week of um, summer camp or a mission trip. I went and I spent my summer in the metropolis of Plumtree, North Carolina, at um, a camp called Teen Valley Ranch. Um, so I get asked a lot of questions about what exactly I do. So um, I will tell you. So every Sunday night, we will be given our assignment for the week that we'll have. Um, there are several different roles that you could be serving in that week. Um, some are the kitchen staff, work staff, um, snack shack staff, or you could be counseling. And um, there are three different age groups that come to camp. There are the pioneers, which are elementary schoolers who are third through fifth graders. Um, and then there's the rangers, which are sixth through eighth graders. And then there's the high schoolers, which are the mountaineers. So I had the privilege of spending six weeks with pioneers. So um, for several weeks, I spent my week uh, trying to share the gospel with about eight or nine um, elementary school girls. Um, so while it was the most rewarding experience of my life, and um, these past two summers have um, really shown me a lot, and I have made some of the deepest friendships and relationships that I will ever make. Um, but there are some challenges, and I'd like to share those with you. So this summer, I had two weeks where I was given um, a cabin of nine girls, which is pretty crazy. Um, but I had, in both of those cabins, I had at least one child who's, um, I had one week where one was in foster care and her mother was in jail, and I had another week where um, her mother was also in jail but she was still, gosh, she was still living with her dad. And so um, throughout the week, not only was I having to deal with um, serious behavioral issues that um, obviously were spurred on by the circumstances that they were put in, but I also had to deal with the fact that I would have to send them home on Saturday. And um, this summer, I've really learned that you can't do it on your own. Um, People say that God will never give you something that you can't handle, but I don't believe that. And I can attest to that. He has given me things that I can't handle, and it's taught me that I can't do it on my own, and only he can. Um, one of the um, greatest relationships I've made this summer was I had the privilege to counsel with somebody three weeks, which is insane. It's really rare for you to even co-counsel with somebody maybe twice ever, but I co-counseled with the same person three times. And um, with her, I had one of those kids who uh, she really, oh my goodness, this girl, um, she would throw tantrums. Even though she was eight, or eight years old, she would throw um, tantrums over just about anything she could come up with. And daily, I had to remind myself, you can't be mad at this girl. You can't be mad at what she's doing to you. She can't, you can't be mad at what she's been saying to you. But you have to remember that um, God is at work. And this week is your only chance to pour into this girl and make her see the love of Christ. And how even though her mom might not have loved her as much as you do, you need to make sure you take those chances and take that week to really pour into her. And... Uh, Sorry, oh my gosh, I'm snotting on the pulpit. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I just wanted to encourage you to 
keep on praying, even though um, all these kids have come back from camp and all these kids have uh, come back with stories and everything, you need to remember that we need to keep on praying for these children because there are some that come with broken hearts and um, terrible home situations because we look at the kids that we send to camp and just expect that all of those are, all of the kids that do go to camp are like them. And so um, I just encourage you to realize that uh, God is going to give us stuff that we can't handle. God is going to give us things that um, our earthly bodies and our um, emotions and our uh, just capabilities, we're not going to be able to handle it. But that's why we have to realize we have to rely on him. Because even though I've something I've come to learn this summer is that my friends and my family, my church family even, while yes, I love those people and I love um, clinging on to them when I'm going through hard times, the only person that you can really trust and you can really rely on for actual eternity is God. And he's the only thing that you can cling on to that's going to last and that's going to bring you everlasting joy and happiness. And um, that's something that I've learned, and I hope that you guys have seen that in me and that you'll um, continue to see that. And I just ask that you'll continue prayers for um, all the hearts of these children and all the hearts of even their counselors because while, yes, um, they appear to have it all together, I can promise you they don't. (laughs) Nobody does. And um, even though TVR is a wonderful place, it's a place that God has provided an atmosphere where we can, um, where kids are open to sharing and are open to taking in what we have to tell them. And so I just remind you to um, keep on praying for those people and keep on praying that um, God will work through TVR and through Teen Valley Ranch. And thank you. Good morning never gets old. Okay, so um, I'm Caroline, most of y'all know. Um, I went to Charleston this summer, and Seth, I can't look at my family, Seth actually told us to write out our our speech um, before we got up here, but I am not reading anything I sent you. That was all made up in two seconds. <laughs> um, pretty much everyone is involved in this, so... Seth's face just went blank. Um, So the reason we were quiet on the way back from Charleston is because we were all texting each other in this big group message because we wanted to do something for you. Yes, you. (laughs) Yes. So um, if everyone in the youth can come up and stand up here. Um, So we all got together and wanted to get you a gift for everything that you've done for us, because can we all agree that Seth's pretty awesome? (laughs) So even though you like Notre Dame, we still decided to get you something. So um, we actually all put in some, some cash. (laughs) <laughs> and we got you $50 to your favorite cheesecake factory, $50 to Wendy's, $50 to Home Depot, and Leslie, this one's probably more for you, but $50 to Target. So thank you, Seth, for everything you've done. <laughs> Thank 
Good morning. My name is Kim Brown, and I went on the Jamaica mission trip to CCCD. This morning I want to share with you is not so much about that trip as much as it is a part that you, Wake Chapel Church, play in missions. We came to Wake Chapel in 1988. We came first to a Wednesday evening Bible study and prayer meeting. I vividly remember at those meetings, many times Mr. Johnny McKinney would pray for the missions of Wake Chapel Church and the ones we supported. I remember thinking what a passion he had for missions. I went on the first mission trip to Caribbean Christian Center for the Deaf in 1991. That experience lit a fire in my heart and a passion for missions. As you've heard here today, young and old have had life-changing experiences because of a mission trip. And we don't have to look far to see that there are folks from this church who are on the mission field today. You may be thinking, I can't go on a mission trip like that. I can't be a part of missions. Well, I don't know that Johnny McKinney ever went on a mission trip, but I do know he prayed for our missionaries. Many of you have given some in your time to go. Some of you have given financially so that others could go. One of you even designed these shirts that we wore and had printed up year after year. Many of you have prayed fervently as others went. There's a song that the students at the Caribbean Christian Center for the Deaf share with the teams when we're there. And the chorus says, thank you for giving to the Lord. I am a life that was changed. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am so glad you gave. And this morning, I just want to say thank you, Wake Chapel, for giving in whatever way God called you to give to missions. Because of your obedience to that call, lives have been changed for eternity. Thank you. We're going to ask the uh, Jamaica team to come up. Thank you, Kim, for sharing, and thank you, everybody. Wow, hadn't this been wonderful? Yeah. One of the things that Kim mentioned was that uh, during one of the chapels, the students, some of the students from Caribbean Christian Center for the Deaf shared a song with us. They shared more than one song, but one of the songs they shared was Thank You for Giving to the Lord. And uh, we got to share with them in the second chapel of that week and we sang a song and we also signed it and it's the song um, oh the blood of jesus oh the blood of jesus most of you know that song and so what we wanted to do this morning as a team we wanted to sing that song but we wanted to teach it to you and we also wanted to teach the signs to you so that you could sign it it was really neat that we could sing to deaf students and uh it was probably a good thing I was playing guitar. So, but they, they were doing the signs, and we were communicating with them words that they could understand. And uh, so we're, this is going to be our closing uh, song this morning, Oh, the Blood of Jesus That Washes White as Snow. And in the middle, we're going to throw in one verse of nothing but the blood. And we're going to put the words up on the screen so you can watch and sign and sing all at the same time, but it's oh the blood of Jesus that washes white as snow.
with us. this morning remember that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all sin Curtis Holloman is going to come and lead us in prayer we'll thank the Lord for our time together after that we'll sing God be with you till we meet again Curtis would you lead us <clears throat> would you bow and pray with me please <clears throat> Father we bow and we give you great thanks for this time that we've had together today. Father, thank you for the way that you've inspired us as a congregation to be mission-minded. Thank you for the support that you've given this program through your, through your people. Uh, thank you for the time that we've had to, to then turn around and, and show what the results of these missions uh, have have done, Father. We <clears throat> we bow and we uh, remember those that we have on our prayer list. We particularly want to bring to your attention uh, James Bunker, as he is t this morning uh, in the hospital, not really knowing what they will find. We just ask that you. Just bless him and bless his wife and his family. We just ask for healing, if it be your will. And Father, be with uh, Ging McKay and her two sisters and their families as they bury a dear woman of 103 years old. Thank you for that, those years for her life. Now, Father, as we leave here, we ask that you lead and guide and direct us, that you direct us into areas that we can
can witness your name to other people and keep us close to you in Christ's name. Amen.